Episode number five. Episode five. Wow, five already. Five. You're on fire. <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> it's actually pretty hot here today. It's very warm today. It's a gorgeous, beautiful day of 18 degrees outside and probably 25 degrees inside. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still have the furnace on at home, but that's yep. okay. It's typical Thunder Bay. Yeah. So we have, we did some writing today about what we want to put into this episode. I mean, mm-hmm. about 55 to 60 minutes. We have, we're, we're packed. We have a lot of content. We are like, can't waste any time talking about the weather. That's right. <laughs> go. <laughs> Next point, go. Okay. So, <laughs> wow, you're putting me so much under pressure now. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> so... A uh, quick couple of topics here that I wanted to talk about that I came across on the news. So there's this app that you can get now and lets you spy on your own smart devices. <laughs> like Alexa or that, Google Home. That is, well, it's like now you're they're spying on you and you're now spying on the spyer. <laughs> yeah, well, they're always listening. Always. But supposedly it's safe, right? Right. So sure. you can get this app now that it's going to just track the data it mm-hmm. takes and what it is listening okay. to i think it's listeners 24 hours yeah because it's, it's like siri what is this and so it's just waiting for your commands right yeah hey siri no they're not doing with the phones i'm not listening oh, no today. no you're deaf so and then the other topic i have i wanted to bring up real quick is the first mass quake wow so he's saying mars <laughs> Mars quake. Mars. It didn't happen on Earth, obviously. Yeah. So that was like when I told you this morning, though, mm-hmm. you were a little bit confused just for the first. Because I heard, second. I heard mass. M A S S. All right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're both drinking at the same time. It's identical. So the. The InSight, yeah. so the first robotic lander from NASA landed on Mars, and it packed up a gentle rumble on Mars, oh, yeah. <laughs> believed to be the first Mars quake ever detected. That's uh, interesting. It makes me think so a little bit, so maybe it was just an impact of a asteroid. Oh, maybe. But I guess there is a seismology going on there a little bit. No, it's really interesting, because I thought I, I had seen... Um, like a video on YouTube talking about Mars, um, that it only has one plate. The whole crust is one plate. Oh, I didn't know that. So I don't know what would cause the tectonic, or the seismologist, or the seismograph to go. Okay. If there's only one plate, so what would be shifting, really? Yeah, maybe gravity. Yeah. Just like Jupiter is mm-hmm. being formed into not a perfect sphere. Right. It's actually deflated. Oh, like, oh really? Sometimes like an American football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that happens. Gravity uses force, which causes friction. Yeah. So there's heat as well. Interesting. So, anyways, the Apollo, one of the Apollo missions, the Moonwalkers, they left uh, a device back mm-hmm. on the moon. Yeah. And since then, it has measured also thousands of moonquakes. Very interesting. Yeah. So even the moon, I have no idea how the moon. Yeah. What is what does the moon consist of? Like what? Oh, like what material it's made out of? That's yeah. a really good question. That would be really interesting to know. Well, so here's some quick Mars facts. Mars facts. Mars facts. 
Um, it has one of the longest canyons in our solar system. It can measure 4,000 kilometers, so that's roughly from one coast of the United States to the other. To give a, a size there, it is 200 kilometers wide and 7 kilometers deep. Wow. Um, and it has one of the largest volcanoes in our solar system, and it stands at... It's a volcano on Mars? Mars, yeah, dormant volcano, yeah. Oh, uh, Delman? Okay. Yeah. And it stands at two and a half times the size of Mount Everest. Let, let that sink in, guys. Yeah, it's 22 kilometers tall. 22 kilometers tall? Yeah. So it would like be in the outer atmosphere if it would be on Earth? Um, that's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, because you, you commercially you fly about 13, 12 clicks. Really, high. eh? So just imagine if you were to have a mountain that is 22 yeah. kilometers high, you have to always fly around it. Yeah, and it's called Mons Olympus. Mount Olympus. Mons. Mount. 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 I don't know what that means, but it's probably the same thing. Yeah. I find it interesting when I was looking up facts today for Saturn or yeah. Jupiter that everything is named after Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And this been it's been a long time now. Yeah. Not human wise, but it's like two thousand years. Yeah. It's roughly. a long time for me, right? Yeah. If I think about I think, it. I think the Romans had different names for it though, didn't they? Maybe even, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you're right. They they were similar but yeah. There was a difference. Mm -hmm. And everything there is named after Greek mythology. Greek God, yeah. It's amazing. That Jupiter is Jupiter. Yeah. Like they saw it that early on and they knew that was a planet. Yeah, it's amazing it's amazing how far we've come from just simple like can you optics look, and can you look at the sky now and you say, Oh no, this is not a star, this is Jupiter. Yeah. Can you actually spot Jupiter? Um, yes, you can see it with the bare I, eyes. I know you can see Mars on really clear nights. I'm not too sure about Jupiter. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah? Yeah. Wow. It's a one of the very bright ones. Because it reflects the light from the sun. That's awesome. And Jupiter is by the way I just read up on it, so Jupiter facts. Jupiter facts. <laughs> cool. Jupiter shrinks every year about two centimeters. Really? Yeah, because of what's going on in the atmosphere there. Okay, so does it just escape its own atmosphere, or what happens? It builds. It's building more mass, and it's, oh. the, the heavier it gets, yeah, actually, it would shrink. So it's condensing. Yeah. Ah. And the outer atmosphere. Just let that sink in too. It's 50 kilometers. That's just the outer atmosphere. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And supposedly there's the, the, the very inside of this gas giant is solid with rock and ice. But it's, they do not know for 100%. Yeah, no, we don't, we haven't, if you send a probe in there, I'm sure it'll like disintegrate halfway through or something. Yeah, the biggest storm, that red eye, mm -hmm. is the size of Earth. Wow, so There's, Earth can fit in. Yeah, and that storm that was first seen in the early 1500s. Yeah. And since then, that storm has been going on. Yeah, it's still raging on. Yeah, apparently it changes colors and size every now and then. Okay. They're, yeah, it actually it's shrinking. Yeah, you're they, right. They believe it's calming or something. Yeah, or, it's... Or maybe it's condensing too, getting more powerful. It says every year it shrinks about 960 kilometers. 
the stole. 960 kilometers, it shrinks. Yeah. That is massive. Yeah, that's how much it shrinks. That is incredible. And that you can still see it with the bare eye. Mm-hmm. Not, not from here, but... That's insane. Okay. Also, Google, your, your smart devices, they mm-hmm. are going to go ahead. They have the official okay from the FAA. That's the Federal Air Authority, I don't know, mm-hmm. in the U.S., that they can use drones now to deliver goods. Interesting. And they're going to start that first in Virginia. 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 Hmm. And... Because I know that would help a lot of the northern communities. and Yeah, they do in Australia already, too. Wow. Because Australia is a big continent, but most of the population is in the cities. Yeah. It's almost like Canada, too. Yeah, they do have, like, aboriginal population as well. Yeah, Yeah, it would make sense here to use it, too. To fly it up north, mm-hmm. yeah, especially with global warming now, they use they used to use ice roads. Well, what they're finding now is the ice roads are thinner in the winter and they don't last as long. Yeah. So they have to scramble and try and get more trucks and more supplies up there with each load. Yeah, because it's supposed to last all year, right? Mm-hmm. But it's hard due to... to it warming and whatnot, uh, the drones would be uh, three hundred sixty-five year or three hundred sixty-five days a year kind of operation. So, yeah. <clears throat> It's true. I think it's a good way to improvise your, no, improve your logistics. Yeah. yeah. I think even like letter carriers too, right? You wouldn't need bicycles on the streets. You would just send them over top of... Uh, yeah, they're concerned with the safety though in cities with mm-hmm. people flying over houses. And yeah, things. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but think about it. Mm-hmm. Airplanes do that all the time. Yeah. Why are you afraid of drones? Um, they would need a flight path just like airplanes would. They would have to stick to a certain altitude. They couldn't go. Um, they mm-hmm. have to stay in the margin. They couldn't go above and below it. But yeah. Yeah. And there's an app where you can you can download the app, and it shows the flight path of the drone. Mm-hmm. If you're curious, so that's yeah. good. I think they used it in Africa for blood, like transporting blood mm-hmm. for people that needed it in like uh, I wouldn't wouldn't say remote conditions, but how Africa is. It's just the large landscapes and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you say something like that, it reminds me of this uh, big landslide in Switzerland or something, and the whole village is, village is cut off and you can't get yeah. in there. Why don't you use drones? Absolutely. Yeah. So it makes sense. And one article that stands out too within four years, all the airports in the US will have face recognition. Yeah. Now they have that already in malls too, where you go inside the mall and the ads scan your face and then they show you they can actually i think also like communicate to your cell phone oh really yeah and then because you have a browser history they can it's all on your browser it's all connected and you looked at that fancy bike helmet or whatever oh my god more more big brother in the malls and airports now. Would you consider still traveling traveling to the U.S. or would it make you stop? I honestly, I haven't traveled to the U.S. in several years now. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I really don't know. I would still go. Yeah. You, do you go often or? Mm, I have not gone at all. Mm-hmm. But I would still go. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't gone in years. Yeah. I. I flew over the U.S. when we went to Mexico once. Oh yeah, but that's about it. We went down right where New York is, 
Oh, okay. On that coast side. Well, yeah, it's not like you have to, like, hand your passport in midair and be like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, no ticket, no ticket. You know that famous Indiana Jones mm-hmm. scene? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I always find that funny. If you get on a train, you get on the train, after the train's moving, then they go, okay, I need to see your ticket, not before. Yeah. Like, I never understood that. Like, why is and that And you know why? Because you did not grow up with it. It's That's not, correct, yeah, no. It's not normal no, for you. No, it's like, present your ticket, then you get on it. It's even like amusement park rides. You don't get on the ride, and then the guy's like, where's your ticket? Yes. Here, <laughs> for example, for me, it's weird. Why do you have to show your ticket when you go on the bus? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Because for me, no, you go on the bus, you have your ticket. Yeah. But and then sometimes there's a guy who's like you. See, everybody sits down and then he gets up and says, "Ticket, please." Oh, really? Yeah. So what do they do if you don't have a ticket? Well, they write you a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a ticket. What? Well, with a fine, right? Yeah, that's funny though. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm on the train. What are you gonna do about it? <laughs> well, some people just move further back, further back, and hop up to the next station if they can. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> that's. Okay. Yeah. Again, yeah. I never, I never grew up with that, so it's, it's, it's a foreign concept to me. It's just like when the traffic lights in Germany, for example. Mm-hmm. Here, when you stop in Canada and the traffic light, yeah. the traffic light is on the other side of the road, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not right where you stop. You don't right. have to look up. Well, yeah, in that's Germany, true. Yeah. The traffic light is right where you stop, so you have to look up and try to oh. see it. Yeah, because we here we double up. We have one at the stop and then one at the further in intersection, right? Okay. I guess so. Well, it is. Like, it right? is so double always? Yeah, there's one above you and then there's one further in. Okay. I thought there was only one. Perception. Okay. We talked about this. Maybe. I could be wrong. Tesla. Oh, Tesla. Posted... Uh, Loss of $700 million for the last quarter. Mm-hmm. However, even though they sold all the flamethrowers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That were roofing torches. Yeah, the roofing torches with Tesla's name on it. Yeah. That's marketing for you. Mm-hmm. And now Elon Musk tweeted he wants to do a silent electric leaf blower. And have you ever heard of leaf blower? I think yes. there's already electric leaf blowers. Like from... They even have electric chainsaws now. Yes, they do have electric chainsaws, yes. So they take really big batteries. But it still makes a noise. Yep. But I don't, I think the noise comes from the actual action of cutting. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even talking to somebody about this and we were getting on the subject because uh, they were talking about electric motorcycles because yeah. he was interested in electric motorcycle and he couldn't find any. Oh. Um, like that is comparable to. A, an actual motorcycle that can reach the same speeds like can, a full size like a full size yeah. so the the one we found are like 50 cc's and i'm like well what does that mean he's like oh it could probably go like 50 mm. and he wants to go above 100 yeah and i'm like okay like that's not possible but anyways i was joking to him i'm like what's gonna happen in nascar what's gonna happen to those sports so you hear the rumble of the engine like it'll be like <laughs> that all it'll be the the car's breaking the air that'll be it mm. and i'm like how funny would it be? Just sitting and watching silent cars? For the motorsport, I agree. Yeah. But I I heard a couple of Teslas driving by me when I would take my dog for well, a they, walk. Yeah, they got that like high-pitched thing but going on. But they still make noise. Yeah. Like, the, the, the tire noise is still there. Yeah. But even then, like I was walking 
um, walking across the road, and I couldn't hear the car, and apparently it was, like, behind me. <laughs> okay. So. Yeah, they make them, the Hyundai, for example, mm -hmm. when they make electric cars, mm -hmm. they have a no-speed sound they emit. Yeah. Artificial sound. Oh, okay. To keep you safe. Because you, um. Well, not you, but yeah. the pedestrians. I watched a show, uh, Pimp Your Ride. So, I can't remember what happened, but they were going to pimp up this car, but it was so far gone that they were like, nah, let's just do all this other weird stuff. We're not going to touch your car, but we're going to make it sound cool. So, they had a device that boosted the sound of the car. And mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, you can sound like a Lamborghini. Brum, brum. <laughs> like it, instead of actually doing anything <laughs> to the car, they are like, here, here's this tech thing, that you, like a dash, and you can set it up to sound like different cars. Yeah, this is just like the BMW i8. Oh, yeah? It's a super luxurious sports car but yeah. it has only three cylinders and it has an artificial sound button. wow you can push the button and then huh. the, the engine sounds that's like amazing three cylinders it seems it's, it's an oddball obviously mm. and like balancing and whatnot yep so local wise yeah see if we can local news promote this a little bit more the camelot building do you know where that is? No. Okay, so that's right by the waterfront, really. By okay. The, by that little bridge overpass. Yes. The beer store used to be in there. Okay. That's uh, across where the yoga studio is there. There's a yoga studio in the other building. Sure. Yeah. And the beer store moved out there in November 2018. Mm -hmm. And now it has been purchased. And they are thinking to open up a retail space there. Okay. So for local businesses to have retail space there, which actually makes a really good sense because mm -hmm. the Delta is going to go open yeah. up. Yeah, there's going to be like tourists and things like that. And you can go there even in the winter if it's they, yeah. if they design it smart. So mm -hmm. there's a couple shops. I think that's a great idea. Yeah, repurposing old buildings, yeah, that's a good idea. Just like the courthouse. Yes. The old courthouse. The hotel is going to open up in May. Wow. Yeah. So, have you ever walked 100 kilometers? No. In one setting? <laughs> no. Can you imagine running 100 no. kilometers in no, one setting? No, I can't setting? even. Even driving 100 kilometers is a, <laughs> just. Uh. So, Antonio Stefanil. Oh, I hope I I I, I butchered this. Stefanelli. Mm -hmm. He's been running for 14 years. He's a local runner. He's also running for the Lakehead Masters Club there. Wow. He ran 100 kilometers on his birthday. Happy Happy birthday! Happy yeah. birthday! <laughs> happy birthday! He started 30 kilometers south of Pigeon River, mm -hmm. and he followed the Highway 61 till he finally got at Hillcrest Park. Wow! And he did this to promote Team Unbreakable. This is a running program for the youth here in Thunder Bay. Wow, that's really good. Guess how long it took him? Ten hours. No, that's, that will be really fast. <laughs> it's a little bit longer, so you were you were really close. It's uh, about thirteen hours. Ah, uh, okay, not bad. Yeah. yeah, thirteen hours of running. Of just constant running. Yeah, well, depending on the pace, right? But still, yeah, like, it is constant. He was moving. constant moving. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think that's a really great challenge mm -hmm. and huge respect and congratulations. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. It, uh, we found this online and it was like, yep, this needs to be on the podcast. Yeah. And we had also a Northwestern Ontario Regional Science Fair going on for the youth. 
Right on. Yeah, and there was one young kid, and she introduced the idea. Well, the idea was there before, but she was opening up that idea for other people to think about it, that insects have the same amount of protein than pork or yeah beef yeah no they are they are it's it's just people have an aversion to it right like would you eat a grasshopper if you're that hungry no i'm vegan (laughs) eat it anyways no i mean if i if i would they actually have protein powders now that are are made out of insects yeah Yeah. well i think they yeah grasshopper um, protein powder um again i was watching something and they said they looked into it but the sheer mass of all ants is uh i believe the same biomass as like all humans or something crazy like that so i mean there has there has to be some kind of protein there mm-hmm. it's an definitely an option mm-hmm. it's just like again it's a normal for you to have the same kind of food groups yeah. during your life because that's how you grew up mm-hmm. that's why when you go somewhere else and they eat something different it's a culture shock it is yeah well even when we were apes and whatnot they eat ants and insects and things yeah. like that so there's a bear no mm. it's called a bear but he has a long nose and with a really anteater. really anteater yeah and he's, he's literally called an anteater yeah. yes and bear how do you call him anteater anteater okay yeah. in german we call him ant bear ant bear okay yeah. we just he just eats ants all day yeah, stop, yeah he's stop, got a stop. tongue yeah uh i think it's like almost like two meters or something yeah, crazy really like that. and it goes in there and it's sticky and it grabs all the ants yeah yeah it's really evolution um, and then on the reverse side if you want a terrifying stat um spiders all spiders on the planet earth eat the same amount of biomass as humans do in one year or sorry all spiders on earth could eat all humans on earth in one year Oh, they could? Yeah. That's how much insects they take out of the system. Wow. Every year? Every single year. Yeah, that's how many insects there are. Yes. If if spiders just one day woke up and was like, I'm going to eat a human, they could do They could eat us all in one year. (laughs) Whew. I'm sweating. Yeah. That's a scary fact there. Mm -hmm. I actually, I'm the one who saves saves the spider when it's in the bathtub. I I do too. My... my My wife is the other way. She finds it and she needs to squish it. Oh, my wife saves it too. Oh yeah, no, I I try and save them or I just leave them. I just let them go on their way. Yeah, I don't I don't mind them so much, but when they're like in the bed, <laughs> it's different. Like, yeah, it's different when you wake yeah. up and it's like. But they're, but they're the ones eating all the other nasty stuff. Exactly. Like, spiders aren't bad. They keep your house clean. Absolutely. That's how my normal was when mm-hmm. I was going out. Yep. The spider facts today. That was. I have a couple spider facts. <laughs> um, spider spiders don't have muscles; uh, they pump blood into their limbs, and that's how they move around. Do they actually have blood, or they have that yellow liquid? Whatever that liquid is, yeah, yeah, they pump it into their limbs, and that's how they move. So air pressure? No idea. Okay. It's a great question. Because that's how I think wasps do it. They do it with air. It, again. Yeah, just. That's all I know. Yeah, if you know yeah. how spiders pump their blood. Let us know. Yeah. Uh, and then, more often than not, the female is bigger than the male. Yeah. Uh, and after mating, the female eats the male. Snack. Snack time. But the male knows this. The male, like, offers himself up. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it's like the ultimate sacrifice? Yeah, it's like, okay, so you, I give, okay, here's my... Nutrition? Here's my, no, so here, okay, we'll make eggs, 
and then here's my body for nutrition for the babies okay bye like <laughs> yeah hey it's it's an ultimate sacrifice yeah there's some there's some other species that do it like mantises mantises do it but they do a whole weird thing where they eat the male's brain like they don't just eat the male they eat the brain <laughs> like it is it is one of the most bizarre things um there's well, a couple you know, other species probably there's something in there that they really need it could be like um animals aren't malicious even though we view it as it um like we see documentaries like oh a bear eats a baby seal cub oh that's it's heartbreaking but that's what bears eat right it's okay so what do you want do you want the baby seals to flourish and have a ton of them and then they be a nuisance or do you want the bears to kind of thin them out it's it's the way we view it. The ecosystem is self-efficient yeah. that way. Yeah, yes. but even though it looks quite savage. Yes. They've developed these things over thousands and thousands but of years. But it's just the same thing for humans. Yeah. Or if you eat something, you don't see what you eat most of the time. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. Once you once you get into that, then it's just even worse. Yeah, I, don't, I think humans might have the same reaction. Yeah, well, that was like, there was a lady in, this, in Toronto. This, a lot of this comes from Toronto, and they're like, hunting's bad you shouldn't hunt just go to the supermarket and buy pork or buy meat and it's like well how do you think that got there mm -hmm. how do you think the meat got there you don't want to know what they did to get that meat there yeah so hunting hunting's more of a uh what's the proper term it's more like we grew up with it right like when we developed uh surviving. Of, it is surviving Originally yeah it's surviving yeah we developed the tools we could then hunt so we've done this for thousands of years again yeah. i mean ultimately this is my personal opinion. Mm -hmm. yeah. The human race, once I find, once you are so far developed that you, you can eliminate uh, certain suffering, or mm -hmm. you can say I can optimize this planet through a different choice, and I can still be yeah. effective in my dietitian mm -hmm. needs. Uh, maybe I don't need to eat this anymore. Yeah. But well, th everybody can do their own thing. But now we get into like GMOs, and what are the effects of that? Um, it's like. There, there is a really good stuff with this. I know all the best words. Really good, um, <laughs> but no, like there are there are major benefits to GMOs. Like um, the same square footage you grow a fruit, um, you get you may only get so much yield, but then we genetically modify it so that maybe that fruit grows extra fruit on it, like yeah. another plant off yeah. of it, and then it multiplies. But what are the long term? costs of that they, they did the same thing with the pork mm. with the pigs they yeah. gave it more ribs really they extended it it, yeah. it used to be not that long yeah well they also um they had talked about chickens chickens before were only producing so much meat and then we've we've trained them or through, through the process breeding, yeah. through breeding and now they explode with meat mm -hmm. yeah but for me the main point was actually just the meat portion mm-hmm a GMO, I try to avoid it as well because they're you don't know the long term effects. That's right, yeah, yeah. Because in like they think they were talking about rice, um, and they could grow a hundred times more amount of rice in one little area than a normal one. Supposedly, yeah, supposedly. I I I'm gonna go into this one more mm -hmm. time, and I'm gonna switch the topic. Mm -hmm. I watched a documentary on this that, yes, for the first couple of years, GMO modified seeds are stronger in yield however long term wise it's not yeah, oh, yeah we the, could we could talk about I know. this for hours yeah and the long the problem is too you don't own 
the the seats cannot reproduce yada 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 yeah and then like uh, if you also products have changed since like 20 years ago yeah you can't you there's certain trees that don't grow anymore there's certain products you can't find anymore like if you want us to talk about GMO more, yeah. just let us know. Let us know. Uh, and then we're going to dedicate two whole episodes. Yeah. And then we could also talk about CRISPR, the program that changes DNA, that goes in and changes, pre-programs DNA. Ah. Oh, yeah. It splices. Yep. Interesting. So, did you come anything across movie news? Uh, movie. Thunder Bay movie News. news. <laughs> Thunder Bay News that you came across that you're, you were happy to hear? Easter. Easter. Easter yeah. was successful and it's past now. <laughs> yeah, you, where did you go for Easter? Uh, I think it's... Uh, is it Cherry Park, they say? Okay. I think it's Cherry Park. Yeah, let's go with that. Sure. Uh, it's over on the east end, over the bridge there. Yeah, that's, uh, no, it was really good. Uh, I believe it's put on by the Fort City Kinsman. Okay. Um, and it's it was a totally free event. Uh, you show up. Uh, it took place in a baseball diamond, and they have age groups from 0 to 3. Nice. Uh, 4 to 6, and then 7 to 10, I believe. And they basically set up all the kids in a baseball diamond, throw a bunch of eggs in it, and then just tell them, Go. And they can collect eggs. Some like have, chocolate eggs? Yeah. There's, yeah. Well, there's plastic eggs and there's chocolate in the eggs. And then sometimes there's prizes in them too. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we went to uh, Gummondale Farm. Oh, yes. Yeah, out Highway 61. Yeah. And that was our second year we were there. Nice. And this time last year, mm -hmm. Easter was at April the 1st. <laughs> so this year, <laughs> Easter was on the 21st. Yeah, it's amazing how dates change every year to year. That's like three weeks yeah, almost. of difference, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And because it was later, we had to park all on the road because where you park on the field, it would be just too mushy. Right. And yeah, we had a good time. Oh, that's good. That's the main thing, yeah. They had lots of setup there for the kids. Mm -hmm. That was really good. Our little one had fun, so that was good. Okay. And uh, you had some kind of beetle you want to talk about? Yeah, today? yeah. So I've been really interested in a beetle. It's called the Bombardier beetle. Um, now this this is a very unique beetle in which that it uses a chemical process in its bottom to make an explosion that then produces a hot, <laughs> steamy, uh, boiling liquid that it uh, scares its predators away. Okay, so. Where does this beetle live? Uh, great question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I, that's a great question. I'm not too sure. Yeah, but, maybe you want to look that one up. But not here. No, not here. Not, not, here, not no. in Thunder Bay. No, but it's it's very interesting because it uses. Uh, so you says it's three compounds it uses, right? Yeah, yeah. It does, don't ask me which ones they are. <laughs> no, that's fine. But you, this interesting thing you said is for you that you, it has a. Self-defense mode, mm -hmm. pretty much. Yes. Right? It uses it only for self-defense, and it's like one of a kind. So that's where it really stands out. Yeah. Okay, apparently it lives everywhere except Antarctica. Oh, so it's here too. How big is it? Uh, it's not very big. They get about the size of maybe an inch. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty tiny. It's like black? Uh, yes. It's very dark in color. They almost look like ants with uh, like a beetle back on it. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, they're they're they've been perplexing scientists about how it evolved because they theorized that well, if it makes an explosion inside of itself, it blow itself up. Would it blow itself up? So how does it reproduce and how does it continue on its genes? Well, they've theorized now that maybe it didn't get to that point, um, but maybe it had one of the compounds in it already, mm. and it just evolved to mix it with others. Uh, so what they theorize is that this is like uh, an amino acid, and it would spray it, and it's actually made out of the same compound as its shell. So it doesn't break itself down. Okay. Yeah, and then it just evolved to have other mixtures, and then it came to have this explosive-like ability. That's really interesting. Have you seen it in action? Yeah, it looks like... Um, it actually has, uh, for better lack of term, it almost has like a turret at its back. Um, it can shoot it forward, like towards its head, but underneath itself, um, and then side to side, and then back. Um, and it looks like uh, a glob of white, and it's propelled out, and it and it does it in short bursts. So it's actually like shooting? Yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting, yeah. Yeah, I have never heard of this beetle. Yeah, no, so it's, how, it's how's it's, the beetle called again? Bombardier beetle. Bombardier beetle. Mm -hmm. so there you go, guys. Did you have anything else? If you had something else. I know that. Oh, we have other things. But I can, I can. I okay, have so, one so I have the word of the day. Ah, yes. The word, the English word of the day. What's what's time? Okay, so this is a word that. Not a lot of people, I've ever heard people use it, um, but it is a kind of like a trades term. Uh, so the word is kerf. It is spelled K-E-R-F. Uh, a little different, but basically, so the, the Google terminology here is a width of material removed by a cutting process. So a kerf, mm. uh, in my field, I would use what's called an oxyacetylene cutter or torch. Yeah. And this creates... A cut and so what a kerf is is that width of cut being put into the material okay so you need to know what your kerf is gonna look like when you're drawing out your part so it's a trades term almost um, kind of yeah they would be more so in a trade kind of setting hmm. like so I was thinking of examples so a kerf would be I'm cutting my sandwich and this is the kerf well we wouldn't say that right so when you cut your sandwich you are creating a kerf okay And it's just the amount of material removed, even though a knife doesn't remove much. It still does. It still does. Yeah. And it's very fine. Whereas the oxyacetylene torch would maybe remove like half an inch of material or a quarter of an inch of material. Yeah, and that's why I don't that. cut my sandwiches. <laughs> that's right, because you're removing material. Yeah, I don't want to lose that. Um, and just the, the English saying of the day would have to be uh, a watched pot never boils. A watch pot never boils. I don't know if you've ever heard this term before. No, it's, it's for me, like it's the first instant, second when I hear it, it sounds pretty straightforward. It's, well, I I think of it a little bit more complex. I see it as a time process. Mm -hmm. So it's something where uh, the, the definition is, well, if you just wait around for something, it usually doesn't happen. So like go out and get it. And if you can imagine yourself, you're turning on the oven, put a pot down and you're just watching it. It feels like it takes forever. So, I mean, you still got to monitor the pot, but go do something else. Come back. Oh, is it going? Yeah. And you've preoccupied your mind with something else. Okay. Nice. I like that. Yeah. Uh, I also think that when you say that, it's not just on the kitchen, right? 
it's, absolutely no it's, it's not it's way way yeah. bigger you it's just, way you deeper can, as you well you can apply yeah. it anywhere mm-hmm. okay uh Drummond's saying um i can i think i i'm hopefully it's going to be correct don't quote me on mm-hmm. this but it says reden is silver and schweigen is gold I think I don't have it right. Okay. But it means in that talking is rated as silver, but if you are quiet, it's golden. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. It's same same theory as last yeah. week is again with metals to describe okay. what is more. Is that is that a pretty constant term? Like in Germany, is using metals as a kind of like standing point? Uh, good question okay i i don't know but i'm i brought them up so i guess it is (laughs) now would this would it be the same as it's better to be thought a fool than open up your mouth and remove all doubt this is very similar but i think for us it's more like when you have a person that talks and talks and talks you can tell them hey oh okay i got you so it's just talk is cheap kind of thing no but sometimes it's better to listen okay fair enough yeah okay or sometimes it's better to say nothing it's very hard though. Yeah. Like I I I sometimes know I should say not some certain things, but I still do. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the word I uh, would like to use Sauerstoffflasche. Alright. So this means O two bottle. O two bottle. Yeah, like bottle filled with O two. Wasserstoff. Yeah. Water s- stuff. Yeah, yeah. Flasche bottle. Like literally water stuff bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wasser okay. stuff. The stuff means it's the almost like elemental. Interesting. Yeah. So you can you the bottle yeah. is filled with the water it's, element. It seems to me the more I've seen it, like Germany or Germans seem to have like that word, right? So like we would use water and then we could also use H2O. But you guys are just like, no, this is water stuff. But you would still use it in, like, your periodic table. Yeah. The same term. Yeah, true. Yeah, so that's it's, they just take the same thing instead of making up a new one. Um, well, on that topic, uh, another thing I wanted to talk about was underwater mining or deep sea mining. That's right. And where, do, where are they doing this? Uh, so... It's like my top first question to you always. Where, where are is they this? doing? Where, oh, where? So the the main thing where I heard it from was they are doing it in Japan with remote uh, vehicles, like underwater submarines, submarine submersibles that are remotely controlled by guys above the surface. Yeah, that's pretty much like Muscle White Mine does it here in mm-hmm. Thunder Bay. Yeah, they operate a mine about 300, 400 clicks away from here. Yeah, well, there's actually guys in Thunder Bay that are doing it. In the mine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Not in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think we're I don't think we're there yet. But yeah. So yeah, they've they've started mining around their coastal boundaries, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And well, um, this one is pretty self explainable explainable yeah. because Japan is such a small country. Yes. They have such a high population. Mm-hmm. And they're running out of resources. Yep. They have a really bad relationship to South Korea and North Korea yeah. and then there's China across which they had mm, an interesting past as well absolutely yeah I think Japan declared war on China yeah, and they assaulted invaded them yeah and they invaded them and yeah. they were quite successful I believe first yeah yeah, and that was in the second mm-hmm, the second world war yeah, yeah. Um, and it, it also gives kind of a selling point to why 
uh, Japan's steel, like I, I'm referring to samurai swords, why they were so sought after, um, they still didn't have a very good enough supply of iron. So what they would do is they would take, I, I believe they got like really bad iron, but they would fold it over and over and over till it got to the point where it's really good and that's where we got the term okay well the Japanese sword must be really good well they had to make use with this really bad material so now naturally they're going to this floor the sea floor and trying to find other materials that are yeah. there you said they there was less people on the sea ground than in space yes so this is referring to the deepest point of the ocean there has been only I believe three people that have ever been there um, whereas there has been a, I believe it was about 500 people in space yeah and seven on the moon something like yeah that. so there's just to put that in perspective just to put that in perspective we've we've been only to the bottom of the depths with people only three times yeah they mapped it but like that's about it there's still species that are yeah. not discovered. Absolutely, and it's happening all the time. Um, like they found that fish. Sorry to cut you off. No, yeah. They found that fish. Mm -hmm. They saw that it died out 20 years ago, and then they found it in the yeah somewhere else. Well, they're doing that all the time. There was, I believe, they found um, the goblin shark. Okay. I believe the goblin shark, they theorized that it was been extinct forever, and then they found it, I think, in Alaska. Yeah. Um, there's the ghost shark as well that they theorized that it was extinct, but they I found it. Did they um, rename it? I don't believe so. Okay, I'm not. Again, I have this it, is. It's interesting that this name is ghost shark. Yeah, because it died out and then they found it again. Mm -hmm. That's that's really nice. Um, sorry. No, I threw you off. No, but no, like at the bottom of the ocean, they're finding new stuff all the time. Um, yeah. And then even then, even then, you, you say that they're mapped, like the oceans are mapped, but there are still quite a bit of uh, stuff that is classified mm. due to, um, like, information, right? Like, not and every GPS, country. GPS yeah. doesn't work underwater. No? No. Interesting. Like my GPS watch? Nope. So I wonder if the water's, like, a barrier to the signals, maybe? It's just, like, a mass, right? Mm -hmm. That cuts itself yeah. off. That's and when you go underground, too. Your GPS doesn't work if yeah. you go into caves and explore yeah. those. And even going to the bottom, uh, there's absolute zero light that it enters into the depths. Yeah. So they have to bring their own light. And even then, it's limited. Yeah. Makes you wonder about those old tales <laughs> from the pirates. The gigantic yeah. squid. The giant squid or the kraken. Yeah. Um, the kraken. There, the was, kraken. there was one discovered, I believe, six years ago. I believe it was called the Colossal Squid. Was it like 30 meters? Yeah, it was huge. Yeah. Um, so if you can imagine just being on maybe a smaller vessel, because what, what had found it was a, a massive fishing trawler, and it brought it up, and this thing was almost the same size of the boat. Yeah, it's crazy. So, um, but I believe it, it didn't survive them trying the to... The pressure difference. That's right. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Uh, I think there's something called a, a blob fish. So they find it at the bottom, and then they brought it up, but it didn't survive. And then it totally, the composition, the structure of it changed Everything completely. Changed because yeah. it's so built differently. It's built to survive the crushing depths. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, we should be sea explorers. Yes. Uh, although it would be super dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I find it interesting that you, the society mm -hmm. is more interested in space than the sea. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like, yeah, we know about everything to the left and the right of us because we can see it, 
let's just go up. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people are looking downward. And even on that point, uh, our mining, we have only scratched the surface. Like even the deepest borehole wasn't even enough to enter any kind of real depth in yeah. our own crust. Okay. So how thick is the crust? Uh, insanely thick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look that up. I think I, I just checking. I would just like to know, right? Because then I can put it to the fifty uh, kilometers of atmosphere at Jupiter, and picture that in my head. I think that would be interesting. I I have one more topic after this I want to talk to you no. about. We don't do that. No. Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay. So. So continental crust, I guess, is what they're going with, is anywhere from 30 kilometers to 50 kilometers thick. Okay. And then usually they go two, two clicks down. That's already deep, I think. Mm-hmm. Because it gets pretty hot down there. Oh, yeah. Insanely hot. So the deepest borehole uh, that we have drilled was only nine kilometers deep. Nine? Okay. Yeah. 9.1 to be exact. Yeah. Oh, interesting fact. So you can imagine how much we haven't even explored on our own Earth. Yeah. It's just like you said, we're starborn. Could be. Because you said you had this theory yeah. that you told me this morning about that when we were we are built from the universe. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. elaborate a little bit on that? So okay, so what he's referring to is that we are we are literally born from stars. So when stars die, they explode and shoot all this matter and mass out. Mm-hmm. And then when the suns start to form again, all this mass gets crushed to form other stars and compressed and create planets. And then we have been literally birthed from dead stars in that essence. Yeah. And that's why we go to the stars. Yeah. That was my it, point. It, it could be. Uh, we're, we're attracted to it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we're like deep down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we gotta go up looking up yeah we gotta go well it's also hard right you look up at, at the night especially you can see all the stars and you wonder oh whereas you go into the ocean and you look down honestly it would scare the bejesus out of me it's just this black depth of nothing yeah whereas up there oh look at all those stars mm-hmm. and we both agreed we would rather go to space absolutely yeah, yeah. like it, i know i know like i think undersea exploration would be like if really i could do cool. both I would yeah. do both. Yeah. If I could do only one, mm-hmm. I would go to space. Yeah. Like, I know there's a really cool game. Um, oh, game time. There's a really cool game where you're stranded on this planet and it's all water. Like, there's very little continents, like maybe 100 kilometers worth of land. And the rest is all water. And you got to go deeper and deeper, deeper into the ocean to find resources and to build, like, you can build submarines uh, and okay. underwater submersibles and all this stuff. So. They have animals too? Yeah, like nice. you can capture fish and eat them too. Like, and then there's uh, what do they call them? Bio titans that try to eat you and your ship. And oh yeah, nice. Well, as long as it sounds good. Yeah. And speaking about games, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I picked up a new game this week. Yeah. After I successfully beat Fallout, I picked up uh, Kingdom of Come Deliverance. Kingdom Come, yeah. So that's an old school RPG. It's based on true facts uh, it plays around 1403 in the Bohemian area the country and um, you play Henry, a son of a blacksmith mm-hmm. and the day the game starts 
your spoiler your <laughs> your village actually gets raided by okay. this big army yeah. and this actually did happen they found books really where it was written down mm-hmm. long story short game is good but lots of challenges with little things yeah like, well, I, I hear it's very realistic I have challenges with the fist fight yeah <laughs> like I tried to get I had to get money back from my father yes, mm-hmm. there in this game and I tried to be reasonable yeah and he wouldn't do it and then I would spend I think five minutes and then like, you get wounded like your character slowly bruises up and then you actually are bleeding oh wow and you don't know how to apply a bandage you have to learn that oh wow you can read a book but you have to learn it first okay food expires you can get food poisoning oh god yeah yeah okay super realistic yeah so that's enough of that I'll keep you up to date next yeah. week on that one anyway so the game was actually called Subnautica Ah, that's your game? Yes. Yeah. Um, and it actually, like, once you buy it, you can either do a VR with it uh, okay. or just play it like a normal game. Are you into VR? No, I don't have a headset or anything. Would you want uh, Would you want I think one? it'd be kind of cool, but it, I found it funny. Um, they did a thing, I think it was just like a, a picture, like a like a comedic picture. So they did one that was like my childhood, and they're watching TV. It's like, don't sit too close to the TV. <laughs> Nowadays, people so slap these goggles right on their face, it's so and true. it's like essentially a TV. My parents said that all the time mm. to me. Don't sit too close. And now, now we're like putting the camera right against their eyes. It's so, like know. one inch away. Yeah, it's, but the the but VR has come a long way from like the '80s, where it was like very primitive. Yeah, I've never tried it. I would, I would, I think I could get the one for the PS4. Yeah, because I have one at home. Okay. And that one is reasonable price, yeah. I think, now. But, I mean, you would still have to watch out for your surroundings. I'm more of the old school. I like to sit on the couch and kinda, have the yeah. controller. Yeah. I think it, I think it would be neat just to... I would try it out, yeah. Witness it, yeah. yeah. But no, it's, it doesn't speak to me that I have to have it. No. It's not there yet. Like a, Again, I'm an old school gamer. Started when I was, like, six. <laughs> Playing Doom. Uh, that was your first game? Doom. Uh... Duke Nukem, oh yeah, like oh, all the all the uh, old school the shooters, ones. yeah. My first one was Super Nintendo, mm. NES, NES, yeah. And um, what we played, Super Mario. Super Mario, yeah. Super Mario Three. <laughs> I don't know which one it was. Probably Three. That was like the big breakout one. Yeah. And we got about a couple minutes left here. And do you think we should still talk about the Drake equation? Let's do it. Okay. Do it. So the Drake. Equation uh, is based on 1969 by a gentleman. I think it's, he's actually called Drake. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a theory of chances of meeting other intelligent life forms yeah. in the universe. And so it's a complex mathematical form formula, actually. Yeah. It's an algorithm. Yeah. yeah. And there's a different... There's different... I'm just looking for it. So, so for example, there is a fraction of the above revealing their existence via signal release into space. Mm -hmm. So, long story short, civilization comes, civilization goes. Yeah. How long does the civilization stick around? You know? That's a great question. Look, Look at the Romans. Yep, the Romans rose and fell. And then, what was before the Romans? Um, we had there. 
The Greeks? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, Alexander the Great, he conquered most of the known... Yeah, he even went to uh, Egypt. Yeah, uh, he conquered quite a bit. Uh, and then they fell, as soon, like, basically as soon as he died. Um, the Mayans, they came and went. Yeah. Like, this was all... They had sophisticated lives for mm -hmm. the time mm -hmm. that they were in. Yes. And technology, too. And then it just disappeared in the dark yeah. ages. Yep. Everything's forgotten. Um, like the Romans, the Romans were actually quite advanced in their own warfare, quite advanced in their own architect. Yeah, the sewer um, system, water system. We, we still don't know how they made their uh, materials for the concrete for all the Colosseums. They're, just, they're still standing. Mm -hmm. Most of the buildings we build nowadays maybe last 20 years before they start crumbling. Yeah. Like they made some impressive concrete. If you uh, think about this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't know how they did it. And we, we can't like reverse engineer it. Um, and then yeah then they, like the Egyptians with their pyramids they're still standing and then it was like a technological marvel that they even built them at all yeah they built them to coincide with constellations in the stars as well yeah. Sirius yeah. I think yeah because they on, on certain days they lined up they line them. up yeah yeah I think about that yeah they don't have they didn't have computers they didn't have And meanwhile, we're on Facebook. Yeah, we're on Facebook using social media. In our phones, in our phones, no word of a doubt, we have more computing power than the guys did in NASA to send a rocket to the moon. Back in the 60s? Back in the 60s, yeah. yeah. In our one phone has more computer power than the, all the computers that they had. Yeah. But we use it to talk on social media. And <laughs> civilization built on civilization sometimes yes the ashes of the old yeah. yeah but usually in that theory it says civilizations have the there are threats to the civilization mm -hmm. uh, self-destruct yes yeah. one of them so we run close to that in the 60s too yeah with the cold war yep yeah absolutely and, and then well it's still let's face it earth is they there are issues Right. Absolutely, yeah. not we're, everybody we're, comes yeah. along with everybody. Yeah, we're more divided than I think we've ever been, like political-wise. So, and to reach to civilization to reach its peak, there needs to be a certain time period, and then the civilization only lasts a certain period of time, also on its peak. Yeah, and there is this argument that when you are this civilization and you have the possibility that it's called the firm fermi paradox, fermi paradox yeah. uh, you know do you know about this one i know the wording i just can't remember i haven't seen it in a while it means that few intelligent civilization ever arise uh well it's more like a pessimist argument that okay. the lifetime of intelligent life is short Okay. Meaning that the value that in the method mathematical thing they mm -hmm. use is L is so small that it just disappears so quickly. Wow. Yeah. So to be able to actually meet them or reach them They're probably already extinct, yeah. Yeah, they're gone. Yeah. Well even our, our own existence is a blink of an eye in the sheer cosmic time period. Yeah. Jupiter needs twelve years to go once around the sun. Wow. Like so, um, so this Jupiter went only three times around Sun and Sun since I'm born. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Earth, meanwhile, does I think eleven circles in that time. No, okay. No, they do like eleven. Oh, yeah. 
screwing this up here again. But I don't know. But it's way faster. Yeah. So I have more topics, but we're running out of time here. We are almost out of time. Yeah. Um, I really want to touch base on the story of the sleeping giant here in Thunder Bay. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good, uh, like, mythos. That's a really good one. Yeah. yeah I want to look into that. If you guys know anything about this, hit us up. Yeah, that's right. If Post you, on our Facebook page what you think the Sleeping Giant's all about. Yeah, or even on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We're there too, us by the giant. And I also want to really talk about the movie Interstellar. Okay. And wormholes with you next week. <laughs> Fun. <laughs> yeah. Brain melting stuff. So. And yeah. And one other thing I know. You said uh, Stephen Hoskins also said you think that uh, any other life form must be always hostile. They could be. So, what what Stephen Hawkins has said, if we encounter another, like if, if another kind uh, kind of life form comes to us, they would most likely be in search of raw resources because they themselves have already extinguished their own. Mm-hmm. And if they are visiting us, they would be most likely more advanced than we are. Mm-hmm. And if we look back in history, what happens when more advanced civilizations meet less yeah. advanced civilizations? Well, they get wiped out. Doesn't look so favorable. No. No. Um, chances are they they wouldn't be as peaceful as we think. It yeah. wouldn't be like it would be like um, what is that one movie from the eighties? There, uh, I can't remember. But anyways, like Waterworld. Not Waterworld. Oh God. <laughs> anyways, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a good outcome. Yeah. We got to talk about space elevators, too. Space elevators. But time's up. Yeah, we got to head out. So this is Us by the Giant. I'm Michael. And I'm Logan. Thank you very much for listening. If you applause or follow us, Mm -hmm. this really helps us. Yeah, we appreciate it. On our ratings. We're doing this here for fun. Just fun. And if you are... Want to give us any feedback? Give us feedback. Yeah, if you have any requests too, drop a link or drop whatever you want to talk about on our Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, or even here on Anchor, send a voice message. That's right. Yeah, we're here. So and we listen. Yeah, and we're just talking. We're just talking. Have a good day, everybody. You too, everyone. Have a good day. Take care. <laughs>